2: from the stars. this was a good got performance. Got a little steamy in there for a <laughs> hey. Usher your Super Bowl halftime performance and brought out everybody. Alicia Keys. Ludicrous. Right.
3: Thicker than a bowl of oatmeal. That's it what I you said. Breathe. Like, <laughs> I
2: to, her. He said, uh, oh, my God. No, he did. Not. Hey. Hey, no, you did not. <laughs> I'm just telling
3: y'all, man. I, I looked at Lindsey when when that all was going down. I looked at my wife, and I was like, "I'm just telling you right now. That's uh I think we can both agree that that's there's some steaminess going on on that halftime oh, show." I thought you were right going
2: to say something else.
3: No, <laughs> no, no, no. We had friends over. We had friends over. didn't. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, you... We had friends over. My son stayed up later last night than he's probably ever stayed up in his, his life. life. He was up till like <laughs> past ten o'clock last night. I was like, dude, he had that look in his eye, like I'm about to, I'm about to lose it.
2: I'm gonna reserve any other comments about halftime that I have because I know in mike would up,
3: got things to talk. You got about. things to talk
2: about there, so we'll we'll get back to Usher later on uh, in mike would up. Right now, let's talk about the Chiefs and their comeback win to win the Super Bowl in overtime against the 49ers, 25 to 22. Again, a comeback victory. We've talked about how this team changed themselves. This wasn't normally their identity. There was all the turmoil on the sidelines and some in-game in this game uh, throughout the season, but somehow the Chiefs found a way to get it done. And afterwards, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, he talked to NFL Network about this being a satisfying win.
1: 1,000%. I mean, just... um... The attitude of the team to never give up, always be, always believe and uh, to continue the fight, um, it, it, it's special. And I'm proud of the guys, man. I mean, we battled uh, through and through, all the way through the playoffs, into the Super Bowl. And um, just like our whole season, it came down to the last play.
2: I think he actually said, too, it was the most satisfying win. That's what they were asking him. Most satisfying Super Bowl win. That's, I mean, uh, I mean, I would say must, so. Must like, be
1: nice that you can get to decide between all yeah, right, the, the Super Bowl right. wins that you have, <laughs> which well, one, <laughs> which one's the best. Uh, that, that's nice for him. Uh, but, but
2: I would agree with that sentiment. It's got to be. It has to be. Most
1: satisfying.
3: Such a p- perfect
1: way to say well, it. Well, yeah. they continue to do. Remember when Tyreek Hill left and everyone was like, oh, well, you know, that was his. And it was. It was his, his lifeline for a long time. Felt like it was Tyreek Hill.
2: Um, well, the speed and and the the deep ball and there's issues with the receivers throughout this season and dropping passes. So
1: yeah, and you've essentially had a guy that was one of the bigger supposed to be one of the bigger parts of your team this year. He was supposed to be the one that replaced Tyreek. Yeah, that was the guy, it, and he hasn't played since like week 15, and he was a healthy, healthy scratch. scratch the last two games. What that is he going played. on
2: there? Well, we'll get into that
1: later. What's going on there is the same thing that's plagued him throughout his career. He, Kadarius Tony has issues getting along with people and has issues kind of being a team player. And it's, it, it, I would not expect him to return to the chiefs next year. Remember he had some of the same stuff going but
3: in could New you York. you
2: Imagine being a, a healthy scratch for a super bowl. Well, a like, guy with that much talent. Like, no, it's that there, something bigger is going on. That would make you not be able to play in a super bowl. Look, it's, it's
1: concerning. If you wear your welcome out everywhere you go, it's probably not everyone else.
3: Yeah, once there's two different teams that are sample size, you're like, all right, at this point, it's not a he said she yeah. said anymore. It's a gotta look in the mirror.
1: And I know injuries were part of his issue in in New York, but they gave up on him. I mean, they just flat out gave up. I mean, they traded him away for essentially nothing. So, yeah, it it, it, it that that's the problem. Didn't there. mean to take us off course, but, no, but again,
2: a satisfying win. Uh, it's satisfying Super Bowl win for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah.
1: That defense. I mean, hats off to Steve Spagnola. I mean, I, I said that that you had four of the best play callers. We were talking last night at our party. F- four of the best play callers at what they do went head to head last night in Spags and Kyle Shanahan, and then Andy Reid versus Steve Wilkes. I mean, you you can't get any better. And the p- the play of the game. I said it as soon as it happened. Was that 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 blocked extra point.
3: Yeah, it was a huge one. That, that was the difference was in the game. Um, to your point about Spagnola, I want to go through these scores just so everybody understands what a run this was through the playoffs. And he's for the, the most
2: decorated D.C. now of all time. It, 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 it's crazy.
3: Think about this. They started the playoffs against the Miami Dolphins and won 26-7 to against that offense. 26-7. to there was, there, was, there was no answer, right? Uh, you play the Buffalo Bills, and you win 27-24. You play the Ravens in that offense, you win 17-10. to and then you beat the 49ers in that offense 25 to 22. And that's an overtime with the 22. You're really at 19 in regular. It's it's incredible when you think about this day and age in offenses and how electric those quarterbacks are that you just went through and those offense, it's insane to think about the job that Spagnuolo did. And we could we're for 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 great reason. We talk about Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid, but man, this one as far as satisfying, like he was talking about, you go to Spagnolo and you're like, that's the reason they won.
2: That's yeah, oh yeah.
3: Yeah, Chris. Chris
1: Jones played. Woo. I mean, they, Chris Come Jones. On. Hey, how did I never felt connected? I don't know if more with an NFL player. And I look at the, in, the 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 national anthem. Reba's is giving her all, and they shot. They pan away to Chris Jones, and he blinks, and tears start rolling down his eyes. That's how you know that moment with that moment. I was like, man, that's so cool. Yeah. That's just such a cool. That it, we don't. It's so awesome to see that. And he's he's all uh, always been kind of a good guy from from all accounts with the way he talks with people, but it Nick Bosa on the other side was playing him in a hard grapes, They played their butts off. There was multiple times where they were flat out holding Nick Bosa, and they didn't call it once. I was like, dang. You mean
3: Juwan Taylor was holding somebody? I'm shocked about that. I, I mean, don't believe it. I well, so
1: did the left tackle. He tackled. Yeah, Donovan he Smith. He
2: tackled. He
3: has a name, Donovan Nick Smith. Nick Bosa. <laughs> you know what I mean? The guy who held him? Yeah, yeah that's
1: his Donovan name. Donovan Smith. Sorry. You
2: know, don't don't make this. Fourth Super Bowl appearance, and with this team that Andy Reid has, he's led them to three victories uh, out of those, the three Super Bowl victories for them. Are they on their way to a dynasty? Are they already a dynasty? Uh, Maybe someone needs to get Andy Reid some help in trying to figure out what that word means.
0: You know, I got asked so many times as a dynasty, I don't know what a dynasty, I mean, you guys, you know, you have the thesaurus, uh, I mean, you figure it out.
2: 3 championships
3: in 4 years. I would say that's that's Andy, pretty good. Andy take your 2023 team photo and put it in the dictionary next to dynasty. Like that's you you now have a dynasty. You can look in the mirror and say, "Oh, this is a dynasty." Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, we'll help you with that definition. That's and, exactly what it is though.
1: Andy Reid might be the the the, the 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 like the simple genius that this world needs. All he wants to do is just scheme up plays and eat, you know, cheeseburgers. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, you got to get him and Sam Pittman on the same on the I mean, I All think right, I'm gonna have easy. me a cold beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have me a cheeseburger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just,
2: I don't know where Reed's where's Reed from originally. I don't know, but it's in the some, southern like I think he's <laughs> from
1: like Pennsylvania or something, isn't he? There or is some realm where, where they're was, friends. I don't know where it is, they, but no, some they, realm they're they friends. They need to be. They where, need to be. Where is that um No, he's actually from Los Angeles bo- was born in Los Angeles, but where was that kick? Punk, oh, pass my and God, kick. dude. That is the most classic photo. tip. have so, you seen uh, that? Yes,
2: yeah, because everyone always plays that whenever Andy Reid's in a Super Bowl, which feels like it's every day now, <laughs> yeah. every year.
1: Because he looks like Andy Reid right <laughs> now in <a laughs> <uniform>. That's why. <laughs> Uh, he, look, was he eight in that photo. He's like,
3: just a massive person. He
1: looks like those kids' he parents. He's like, who let the dad in here? Why is that man with a mustache and a cheeseburger in his pocket punting the football next to my eight-year-old it. kid?
3: He needs to be in the Home Run Derby that year. Like, whatever else he can get done at that age, he needs to be in.
2: Y'all are so ridiculous. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. But, he,
3: look, there's no question he's now Hall of Famer. Patrick Mahomes, we talked about the legacy on yeah. the, the tease coming in. He's they're all, they're all in the Hall of Fame, all three of them. Uh, and you're probably working on even more. As far as um, you know, guys on the defensive side of the ball, and just that's where they're all headed.
2: And they, at the end of the game, that's what Mahomes talked about on the podium. They're already talking about three back to back to back trying to be champions. Three Pete. Three peat which is crazy. Right after you're done with this one, you're telling everybody we're going for it again next year.
3: I, it just, I, I, I kept saying to myself, and we talked about it, Tiff, on the show Friday with Rob. I was like, you know, at some point, that just like, things have to stop going their way at some point, right? And, and everybody believes in Patrick Mahomes, but I kept saying I had this feeling about Bama in the back of my head where, you know, Bama struggled offensively at times, just like the Chiefs did. And then they play George and they look great, and everybody thinks they're going to cakewalk the championship. Well, I kind of felt that way about the Chiefs. It's like they struggled. They had their ups and downs offensively. And they did they did really good in the playoffs, and they're going to get to the point where they need to win, and, it, and and the wheels might fall off again, and you are who we thought you were. No, Patrick Mahomes is just that good. Like, he's just that freaking good.
2: Is anybody even talking – I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, The debate that always come up with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and maybe that was towards the end, right, when he was on his way out, was Ken Belichick win without Brady? And, you know, Brady goes – we heard the quotes from his dad. He goes on and wins. Do you think this is a perfect marriage between Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, or is a lot of this – Patrick Mahomes' talent is just well, almost sometimes it seems otherworldly. E-
1: it's, it's easy to say that, but I, I think the the reason it's, it, it, it's a much easier conversation with Belichick Brady is Belichick was a failed head coach before he got with uh, Tom Brady. Andy Reid went to a Super Bowl with Donovan McNabb, who was a good quarterback, not great, not Hall of Famer, but a good quarterback. He built... Philadelphia back into a winner and was there a very successful head coach despite what people think um, the, the sign of greatness to me and, and Andy Reid is one of those is being able to reinvent yourself to continue to be great and you mentioned Nick Saban who we've seen do it Andy Reed the chiefs organization has done that
2: this hour brought to you by zero Res, smart lasting clean hey speaking of reinventing yourselves because the Chicago Bears do that there are some reports on what it would take for them to move on from that number one overall pick. What does that mean for Justin Fields? That's your favorite guy to talk about, isn't it? Isn't it, Bo? Yeah. (laughs) We'll be right back here on The Morning Shift on Sports Radio. Night, of the game.
0: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. It's more than just sports talk. This is the morning shift. I'm in. Me too. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. (laughs) It's time to huddle up. Bring it in, Cole. Bring it in,
2: Cole. The latest NFL news, rumors, reports, and happenings.
0: within the Huddle on the morning shift.
2: From a healthier weight to more energy when you switch your dog's food to the farmer's dog, the effects can feel magical. What sorcery is this? None at all. It's just real food made for the health of dogs. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash no magic. Here's my understanding after talking to various sources involved in the situation. It would take a historic haul, a historic haul, something crazy for the bears to move off of the number one overall selection. That is an indication that the bears Absent some sort of wild draft compensation from someone trying to move up for Caleb Williams, that is a sign that they will likely take a quarterback number one. That also is an indication that they will likely move on from Justin Fields. If that is the case, they should be able to get prime draft pick compensation for their starter for the last three years. Fields really impressed. I know the Bears really like everything that he has done on the field, in the locker room, in the organization. It's just a rare opportunity to make the number one overall selection and take a franchise quarterback. That was NFL insider Ian Rappaport on NFL Network. And basically, he's saying it ain't happening, at least for now, when it seems the Bears are going to hold on to that number one overall pick, take a quarterback, and likely to move on from Justin... Fields. Don't tweet Bo. Please do not tweet Bo. <laughs> well, I don't Atlanta. like,
1: I don't like what Ian just <laughs> said there. I, I think that that's a, he's, is he doing a sales job for the Bears there with, it's going to, it's an historic hall. By the way, they love Justin Fields. They think he's great. He's great in and out. He's, he's all, then why are you giving up on him? Right.
3: <laughs> they can't
1: have it both ways. Because. can do both. The, don't.
2: Maybe it's just not the right fit. Don't, I'm just throwing stuff
1: out there. Uh, don't tell me that you love everything about someone. It's and not say, you, it's me. But we're going to take a flyer on this thing that we, this thing, this this part, this guy that we that we have no clue if it's going to work out, and we are going to have complete egg on our face if we don't get some picks for him, and then continue to put that, you know, get some compensation for that pick, and then continue to build what we've been working on with Justin Fields because we we feel those ways about him. That is said in a way where it says we still won't. Because you remember the word prime draft. What is what did they what do they think Justin Fields is worth? It draft in compensation because you're going to want a pick back and may or a player. So what are you looking to get? They're going to try to get a first rounder. Well, I'm not giving you the eighth mm-hmm. overall pick for a guy. You're telling me you're giving up on.
3: It's like we talked about all last week. Then you have to turn around and pay him. If you're going to trade that first round pick, now you have to get signed into an extension. And that's not about team.
1: Justin Fields. No, it's not. It's about being a smart businessman. I agree with you. Okay? Agree with
3: you. Uh, the, the, the thing I've said all along <laughs> since Cliff Kingbury was hired in Washington is the one thing that is going to screw the Bears over is when Caleb Williams comes out and says, I don't want to play for the Bears.
2: Yep. When he does that, <laughs> and
3: it's not out of the realm of possibility, we've heard from his camp and his father and whoever else all along the way. When he does that, the Bears don't have a leg to stand on anymore. Because if you're Washington and you're sitting in the two slot, and he's saying that, and Cliff Kingsbury's in the building, all of a sudden you, you're like, oh, 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 you want us to trade up? Right. Sure. Yeah. All right. Sure. Well, uh, it just it, it it cracks me up because somebody would have to give a historic Hall, whoever that may be, to jump up to one. I don't know who's I don't know who that's going to be.
1: Then do you do you do you make Washington and Caleb Williams pay for that? And you either a draft him and make them do what the Chargers and the Giants did, or do you b say, well, we're taking him unless you move up one spot and give us just give us a first next year. We'll switch ones. Give us because that's not a big jump. And then and then they move back one, take Marvin Harrison, and then if this report to the Patriots might not be might be open to moving, that means th- eight to three guys, and you go get Jaden Daniels or Drake May if you're a Falcons. Yeah. A perfect but scenario. when you
2: say when he says historic hall, and you're talking about switching, you know picks essentially with the Bears and the Commanders for next season, I don't even feel like historic hall, just a one. Well, is not here's the be thing. Enough.
1: Here's the thing to, to, to the point that uh, I think that Mike's trying to make. If Caleb Williams see right now, the Bears hold all. They hold, they all, the they hold yeah. all the leverage. When Caleb yes. Williams, if Caleb Williams comes out and says, you know what, not going there. Nope, ain't happening. Entrenched and never, you never change my mind. You lose all leverage then, Do you every think bit that
2: of it. Would be the right. I know we have to move on, but would, that would be the right move for him to make if he did that. If Caleb Williams said, "I'm not going here." If that's I, how he feels. I,
3: I, I personally, it's not my style, but things are different now, and a lot of these guys are taking their future in their own hands. It has happened before. It's the whole John Elway, Eli, Eli Manning. Manning. I mean, it's yeah. it's been out there before. It's the Kobe Bryant thing, right? Yeah. It's the yeah. It's happened, and so guys like that, when they know that it's all about where they land, and I didn't even get a chance. I was going to talk about this with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, that thing. It, you can give Andy Reid credit for developing while also giving Patrick Mahomes credit for the long term, and I think that's why it's so important for Caleb Williams where you land. I have to be developed. I have to go somewhere that has a good track record with the quarterbacks. Chicago, no matter who's been in that role, the head coach, the GM, the OC, whoever it's been, Has not had that guy.
1: The only way to me they can, if that happened, they could regain leverage was say, here's what we want for it. If you don't give it, we will draft him. And then we will, we will make him play for us. Or we will just, you have to come still call us and get him from us. And then maybe you can take some of that control back to get a little bit more than you would have. And it, it you know, with the way it's playing out, cur- could play out currently with that scenario. Yeah,
2: I'll give you some more news from both of those Super Bowl teams in just a minute. But the Falcons are expected to hire Rams associate director of strength and conditioning John Griffin in a lead strength and conditioning role. That, according to Matt Zenitz of Twenty Four Seven Sports, uh, Griffin and Falcons new head coach Raheem Morris, of course, worked together at the Rams for the past three years.
3: Yeah, I I, I cannot tell you how big of a deal this is for the players. And I don't know enough about John Griffin to say if it's good or bad, but that position is massive. And and I'll just be blunt, and I've talked to you guys about this. Our situation when I played in Atlanta was not good in that role. It wasn't. It wasn't a good fit. It was a guy who had been fired multiple times from multiple places for different reasons, but the fit was not there. And when you look back on those teams, the struggles we always had, short yardage situations, things where you needed that tough, physical, strong – body of work and we struggled on both sides of the ball in those situations i think it's huge to have the right guy in that role i don't know if john griffin's him
2: well but let, we'll let see. me ask you this and I, I know we do need to move on quickly but uh i know okay tcu when i was covering them and they're running the fiesta bowl their strength and conditioning coach everybody every player you talk to anyone on the team he's was basically the heart and soul yep. of that team is that the same way For it sure. is nfl wise
3: when scott cochran and i've said this before Look at the teams that Alabama had before Scott Cochran left and look at the ones they had after. Look at the defenses that Nick Saban had under Scott Cochran and look at the ones he had after. It's a different game, but when you look back at that physicality, that presence, that 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 hype up where the Reuben Fosters are taking people's head off, it was those guys. And Scott Cochran was that guy in oh. Alabama for a long time. It is, it is essential. He is the guy that year-round you are talking to. Not the head coach, not yeah. your position coach. Year round, you deal with him in
1: a in a sport that everyone wants to say. Well, the eye test. Well, the first thing I did was let me see what John Griffin looks like. Yeah. He passes the eye <laughs> test. Dude is yoked. I'm telling you, he does. I was You're like, right. okay, I and I could have him teach me weight training.
2: And he was a running back at Northeastern and the University of Massachusetts, and he had some off season stints with the Bengals and the Jets. So. All right. He
1: don't look like he's <laughs> at an L.A. fitness. Stop to, it. All right. He's a personal trainer. I'll tell you that much.
2: Andy Reid says he doesn't plan to retire after winning the Super Bowl, and this is after Chiefs owner Clark Hunt told NFL Media's James Palmer that he's expecting Andy Reid to be back to go for a three-peat, and, of course, Reid confirmed that at the end in his post-game press conference. So he has not had time to think about it, obviously, a lot because they just won the Super Bowl, but. He's coming back.
3: I, I don't know why you wouldn't um for him. And I know that a lot of people, are, hey, you know, I, I want to live off the fruits of my labor. And I know that he's had some issues as far as his family goes, but you are you are coaching the greatest quarterback in the end that might have ever done it. And when you have a guy like that and you are an offensive play caller and an offensive mind and Andy Reid, why leave that situation right now? You you are why you are on the heater rolling? of all heaters. You might like don't ever walk away from the table when you're on a heater. He's right in the thick of it, and for a guy like that, it's not like uh, you know he's he's scratching a clock. What was he sixty five? I think we talked about. See, that yeah, I was just going to
2: tell you he's, he's uh, sixty six in March.
3: Yeah, he's got a couple more good years left, I think, and then we'll see him kind of right off into the sunset. I,
1: I don't think it has anything to do with for what some people would do it, like how many wins he could get, or the whole um, you know getting to all these titles to surpass people. I think he's just having fun. I think he he's having fun coaching Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelty in its offense. And he doesn't have to worry about anything on the defensive side. It's easy.
2: Depressing. I'm sick to my stomach. This is what some of the 49ers like George Kittle and Fred Warner had to say after they saw their teammate linebacker, Dre Greenlaw, go down when he was really just, what, bouncing up and down to get ready oh. to come oh. into the game. We all saw this moment, and the 49ers confirm that Greenlaw – suffered a torn Achilles. Just brutal.
3: If that, and I said this to you guys a minute ago, if that was on turf, that would be one of the headlines from this game. And it, and it still is one of the headlines from the game, but can imagine if that had come on turf and imagine if it had come in a place like MetLife Stadium because that yeah. would be all we're talking about. But it just, it makes you sick for him. Um, the look on his face, the, how big a moment that, what an incredible player he is.
2: To not even have it be a contact. That's not didn't even happen on a play. Just, I know that's lots, lots of times how Achilles happened, but
3: awful. Ooh. I, I uh, it just makes me sick to think about.
2: This hour brought to you by Zero Res, smart, lasting, clean. What you got for Mike Dup?
3: Well, you already know we got to talk about uh, this halftime USC. performance. That was oh, sorry. Usher was it? Was it bad? <laughs> was it good? Was it great? Was it top five? We'll kind of go over some of the greatest halftimes of all time and where Usher fits in. We also got to talk about the Hawks, two straight wins coming off the trade deadline. What is this team? I don't. I don't think anybody really knows at this point. That's coming up on the other side. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Kobe Bufkin for a three, and he makes it. Kobe Bufkin knocks down the three-pointer, his second career three-pointer and the hawks lead 77 to
0: 65. i thought he did a terrific job he took shots when he's open you know which we want there was a couple possessions you know most importantly you know it's hard to stay in front of those guys they're quick and you know he was down in his stance moving his feet you know had his hands out was eating space you know just fundamentally the things that you know you need to do to you know to be a solid defender in this league and um, you know to be thrown in the situation he was in tonight. Um, you know he's ready.
2: That sound the call and and Quinn Snyder post game after a Hawks win over the Rockets, courtesy of Ballet Sports South, and that was Quinn talking about Kobe Buffin uh, playing the most minutes that he's played uh, this season.
3: Yeah, it's it's. It's ironic uh, in a lot of different ways because we come off the trade deadline last Thursday where the Hawks don't make a move. DeJounte doesn't get shipped out. Capella is still here. You still have the same team you did from the beginning of the season. Um, but at the same time, Kobe Bufkin's minutes take an uptick this weekend. Sadiq Bey finally gets decently hot shooting. Uh, which he's been bad for a while now. A really, really uh, bad cold stretch. And the Hawks get two in a row. And now they've won six of their last eight. And... I don't know. I, I don't know what the team is. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm just hoping – I'm hoping that there's just this this resurgence down the stretch and maybe you can scratch and claw to a higher seed and get above 500 and things like that. I think that's kind of the next step for me before I really have a feeling on what this team is or isn't.
1: Uh, well, it was a good win uh, against the Rockets if you really want to look at it because you can talk about, well, they're under 500, but you were shorthanded. You played – you only had played three bench guys – on Saturday night, and two of one of those guys has been in the G League all year, basically. So you you know Bogdanovich and and, and uh, uh, Matthews, Garrison Matthews, were the only guys that have played uh, you know consistent any minutes really for the most part. So that's a good win for them, but it doesn't change anything. Maybe we get three in a row. Bulls come in here; they're they're a little bit banged up, you know. But you're still missing DeAndre Hunter and Clint Capella. I'm not sure Hunter might play. I'm not. I don't think. Uh, capella will play so who knows i i don't i i just think him we'll and see hall with this team because that's what this team does i think we'll see more buffing
3: <laughs> down the stretcher you think this is just a sample size and he'll head back to the g league and i just i want he's them to start up for I that want, i want them to start working him in you he's know not what mean? really like, excited it, about him it just it he's obviously a good player i know they like letting guys marinate in the g league and and you know Building that up, but I just think this is such a pivotal time for this team.
1: Yeah, but I'm not rushing him and his development up for a 24-29 and team. Well,
3: you know who doesn't have to be developed? Uh, Usher. Let's talk about the halftime show.
0: It's time to rant. Excuse me? It's time to rage. It's time for mic Up. On the Morning Shift.
3: You know, the one thing that I'll say about socials is when something happens last night that I think is awesome— I I tend to head to the socials and see if some people agree. And I'm like, man, that that was a really good halftime show. It just has those moments when when you start singing along with a halftime show or bobbing your head or when Lil John's in the crowd and you're like, oh man, I got a little shoulder thing going on right now. Like I feel like that's when halftime shows hit the next hit the next level. It seemed like there was no in between. I, I put out a Twitter poll and it wasn't good. Uh, it was aight or it was top five. And a couple people called me out and they're like, look, there's a lot of room between it's aight and top five. Like you can get like that kind of B or B plus grade in there, with, you know. Like, but it, it just it, it was really interesting to me. And, and I did uh, I did put that out if you want to find that it's on the socials. But it, the responses are everywhere in between. Right. It just it's funny because I think it's 20 percent right now. Fifteen percent didn't like it. Forty six percent. It was aight and thirty nine percent top five of all time.
2: Okay, the people that didn't like it. My issue, because there's always the people that don't like Super Bowl Halftime performances. They hate it. Everyone else thinks it's great. I think my issue for the people that don't like it, I think it has to do with they don't like that genre sure, of music. I completely agree. And I feel like you need to be able to separate. I don't like the music, but that was a hell of a performance. I agree. He's on roller skates. The body control on roller skates. He's singing live, oh, by the way. I would have been
3: gassed if I was him.
2: I, I, I would need oxygen. Gassed. So you have like to you going
3: down the stairs of your apartment <laughs> complex? <laughs> you
2: shut your mouth! I was running up. Thank you, uh, <laughs> to save my dog's life. No, uh, you have to appreciate the performance and the physicality. I mean, they train. Some of them train like athletes. But anyway, you got to be able to separate. Okay, I don't like this music. To, I was entertained. My only critique on it, which don't come from me, I want it more. Like with there were too many of his. Dude, like, like ten so seconds worth. Yeah, I know you wanted to fit it all in because you wanted to give people a taste of. I don't, I can't even remember. Everything feels like a blur between last night and now. But was confessions pretty short? Like it just yeah. everything just kind of popped up, and I'm like, no, I want I want to hear this. But you do also want to appreciate he's had a plethora of hits, so he tried to, you know, give a nod to, to all those.
3: Yeah, I agree with you.
2: Now, I, like Ludic- I could have done less of uh, my boo yeah. and more of like confessions or something else yeah. like that. I'll I like, say
1: that. I like Ludacris' Globo Gym dodgeball outfit. He looked like <laughs> White Goodman coming out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was really good with that. I'm I just lo- I do love the fact that he played, you know, he had little John and Jermaine Dupree out there and, and obviously Ludacris. Um, Alicia Keys was great in her her performance. Yeah. It 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 was it was good, but every year we do this, and it's just – it's just – it annoying. kills me. Yeah. yeah. it's either the worst ever or it's the greatest ever, and we can't just enjoy the moment. Yes. It was a really good performance. No, it did not top Prince's performance in well, the rain say, in Miami back in the day.
3: Before the Super Bowl – before this halftime show, Billboard put out their top ten or top whatever. They ranked all of them, and I'll give you guys number ten through one and tell me if you have any memory of these. Number ten was Paul McCartney in 05 –
2: no
1: memory. <laughs> I remember <laughs> it, but I don't know. Remember it? Remember it?
3: Rolling Stones in 06 was number nine. Michael Jackson number eight. I remember that one. That was a pretty, pretty freaking good halftime show. So you would have been ten at that point. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching that it Was in Pasadena. Uh, Lady Gaga, 2017. I remember nothing. Uh, that's from we were seven. That was <laughs> I, I was at that, that, was that recent, one. Yeah. Uh, Bruce that was Springsteen 51. at number six in 2009. Overrated. I don't remember that one. Madonna 2012 is number five. I don't remember it. That I well. do remember Madonna in that one, and that can't believe it. We been got that Cher for ago. the Falcons. Oh, she killed Miami? the well, – Did she kill the lights that night? Was that the one at the? No, the internet's not uh, not coming up. Okay. Uh, I well. think it was. Um, obviously, you got the wrong. Well, number one was Prince, though. Number one was Prince. Where was you the... two in 2002? It was the 2001 I think that season. Was, all right, so Madonna five. Let's see if this is a load B- up. Uh, four was Beyonce in 2013. Uh, I think U2 is number two, and then Prince is number one.
1: Yeah, the so, Prince one's the greatest one of all. in the rain. The oh, and Dre, Dre
3: was number three from a couple years ago. That one was pretty good. Okay. All those okay. guys.
1: That one was pretty good. I that remember was that really one. Good, yeah.
3: yeah. It was kind of honestly similar to what we saw last night in the halftime show where there's so many artists that kind of been all around each other and have, have, have used each other's musics and appeared on By each other's way, tracks. By the
2: Atlanta... In yeah, Vegas. Well, the A in Vegas. But...
3: I, I'm glad you said that because I wanted to uh, play that clip if uh if Day Day and, and Dylan got that hooked up. I thought that was really cool. I turned the
2: world
3: to the A, babe. I turned the world to the A. I turned the world to the A. I turned
1: the world to the, the, the A, <laughs> Yeah!
3: Yeah! <laughs> we didn't yeah! get this. We should have yeah! got this in Atlanta a few yeah! years ago, right? We should have got that in Atlanta a few years ago, but yet here we are out in Vegas and we're turning the world to the A, which I'm fine with.
2: Which is great. I mean it was awesome. I told you guys I saw Big Boy, I saw Killer Mike, and I'm like, all this atlanta Yeah. Out in Vegas. Yeah. And it felt it felt good. And they I all just, represented us well.
3: They did. They did. I thought it was good. Um, I'm right at like top five of all time that I've seen. But again, to, to y'all's kind of point, when I'm reading through the list, I'm going, I don't remember much about that one. I don't remember much I about can't. that
2: one. Maybe my bell's been rung too many times, but I can only remember I remember Beyonce. I
3: remember Beyonce. I remember Rihanna. Yeah. I remember Lady Gaga's. I remember um, Justin Timberlake's. I remember just a couple of the other ones. And obviously yeah. Dr. Dre. So I, I, I remember those recent ones, but... I don't know. It was a top 5 for me. I, it was it was awesome. I give it a let's let's go with a straight up A minus or A last night for me. And,
1: and that's okay that you thought it was top 5 and that's your that's your that's your opinion. I mean not every not everything is for everyone. And it's funny. I, Are you going to give a grade or not? Uh I mean I I, I don't I, you don't I just said I thought it was really good Are you but being it wasn't me better when than I don't Prince. give
2: predictions? Is well
1: cuz your point I can't go back and remember everyone. If I went and watched them all consecutively, I would be able to, to rank them. It's the same way the reason I won't rank Super Bowls. Everyone tells me why after every Super Bowl lately that we've had is one of the greatest of all time. Okay. But I've seen better ones. It's hard to do that because you're in the moment. And that's the worst that's the toughest part for me. Uh I, I will say this. Oh, you an apology then. Sorry I asked for a grade. Amy made yeah. a point to at our, we were talking about it. she goes, you know, I remember when there was a time where like these halftime shows were we felt like they were for our parents when, like, the Rolling Stones and Bruce Springsteen doing them right. And now they're for us because <laughs> Dr. Dre, Dr. yeah, you know, yikes. Usher. So, and, Don't and, and, you do that to us. And we're, hey, you're there this year. You turn 40. I'm already there. Mike, you're on your way, despite your thoughts time. that you think God, you and Dylan are the same age. He's a Debbie
2: Downer. He is. He's killing now, me right look, now. I'm not all, a Debbie I'll Downer. Ask, I'm being a realist. All I'll ask is those people who did not like the performance, just— Go look in the mirror and reevaluate your life.
3: Or call us on the wake-up call and tell us why. why the or same? you can
2: call us for the wake-up call at 404-726-0929, and I will fight you. No, I'm just kidding. Just appreciate the artistry. Look, I, he was on roller skates singing those, and the body control. and every. It's just,
3: you it, wouldn't catch it's, me dead on roller skates of no 120 He's million people. He's a
2: performer, those same it was a people. great performance. I don't care if you don't like the music. I love the music. I don't care if you don't like it. It was a great performance.
1: I'm going to tell you something that you all always tell me to snore with Twitter. Those same people are criticizing Kyle Shanahan's play call in the Super Bowl right now, knowing damn good and well they ain't never called a game in their life. But they're going to tell you. he is
3: one of the greatest play callers we've ever known.
1: Apparently, Kyle Shanahan's the best play caller in the world until February.
2: (laughs) All right, wake-up call is next. You can weigh in on what you thought about Usher's Super Bowl performance here. You can call us at 404-726-0929 or maybe you have some memories of your favorite super bowl halftime performances give us a shout next here in the morning shift on sports radio 99 the game after that this is what i like
0: me tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports at clock at
1: 4 doncic The step back three, you bitch.
0: Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts, whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
1: It's better over
0: here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to eight hundred dollars. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at TMobile.com/AcrossAmerica. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Left fifteen days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported in ninety-plus days with device and eligible carrier. And timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.